0: Welcome to the Let's Be Naked podcast. We're so glad you're here. We are your hosts, Jenny Lynn Newell
1: and Michaela Hale.
0: We created this space to engage in uncomfortable conversations from a place of wholehearted compassion alongside a vibrant community of women. We're here to hold space for inspiration, build tools for restoration, and celebrate radical self-love. Let's be naked together. Let's dive into this episode. Hey! Hello! <laughs> we have a lovely uh, guest on the podcast today, um, a really good friend of mine, Karsty Davis, who lives... Carsti, you, live you live outside of Boulder, right? Right outside of it. Right outside of Boulder. So Karsty Kirstie lives right outside where I went to school, but ironically, I did not meet Karsty until several years later when I was not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, Karsty and I met... I don't even... How many years ago was it now? Three years? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Three years ago, I, um, Carsey's a really good friend of Jackie Carr and they've been friends for a long time. And I went on Jackie's first book camp and had been talking to Carsey and like knew who she was. And we had known who each other were, but we had never met. And, um, book camp was probably that first book camp was probably like the most magical trip any of us have ever been on.
1: And yes. our own, in our yes. lives.
0: And um, there was just so much magic with the people that showed up. And a lot of those people are like diehard friends of all of ours now. Um, and half of us met up the next year at the next book camp. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the ones of us who couldn't come to this last one were just devastated. Like yeah. <laughs> we,
2: we missed you. We
0: FOMO from afar. But yeah, so we, we ended up meeting there. And I think three years ago, I feel like and I'll let Carsi speak for herself, but I feel like Karstie was in, like, a totally different place than you are now. Um, yeah. Just, like, emotionally, how receptive you were with other people, what a grouping in a group meant for you over the weekend, and what it meant for all of us. It was, like, totally different for all of us to be together. What it meant to be with a group of women and how that felt for all of us, which for every person there was, like, radically different. And I really wanted to have Karstie in here because I just feel like her personal journey to wholeness has been something that I've really admired and also I've seen her transformation in such a big way and I've watched her numerous times step out of her comfort zone over and over and over again to find new spaces of light and healing and in my own journey with grief and I know um had a lot of that in her own life too like it's just I don't know it's amazing to have people in your life and watch them go from not even I don't want to say like a a different shell but they're just able to like break into something new and I think that there are so many people out there who get stuck in living in these spaces of this is how it's always been this is how it will always be um and I think when you're when you can cultivate compassion and and find the courage to move out of those spaces and into something new even without knowing where they're going to lead I think that could be really amazing so yeah So I'm really excited that Carsey's here. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was so beautiful, the way you put it. (laughs) Thank you. And I think, uh, Carsey, is there anything else you want to say, a little intro bio about who you are slash what you're up to? Does that pretty much cover it?
2: That covers it. Yeah. Just growing and learning. (laughs) And
0: and being human like everybody else. (laughs) Yep. That's amazing. Okay. So we start basically with every guest here, we always say... Welcome. You know, you're on a podcast called Let's Be Naked, which is always fun. Um, And naked to us just means how we hold ourselves in vulnerability with ourselves and with other people and what it means to us. So what do you think, what right now, like currently 2019, what does vulnerability mean for you in your life and how does it join up?
2: Yeah. Okay. Vulnerability is one of my favorite things because I really value honesty more than anything probably in the world and so to me when I'm vulnerable and I share all the sides of myself or what I'm going through I feel I'm giving people the most honest like depiction of where I'm at and I love when they do that in return and so I am pretty much an open book I mean I don't really keep anything off the table and What's interesting is that that book club where or book camp where you and I met, I was having such an uncomfortable time at that book camp as much fun as it was, and Jackie knows like that i I almost like left, and <laughs> Natalie Carrasco, who's our friend, she was like, "Oh my God, don't leave, but it was so vulnerable that trip where all the women were just connecting. And instantly like delving into things like fertility and all sorts of things. And I was overwhelmed because I just have my own story. And like, I was like, I don't know what they're going to think. And anyway, it's been really great knowing that people are receptive and that they open up if you open up and it's nice. Do you
0: think, did you have to, did you, do you have, did you have to cultivate that? Or does it, did it happen naturally? Do you have to like, because I know with the way social media is and with your interest and like profession of being a writer,
2: Mm.
0: what, like, did that come easy for you to share that stuff with people or did it come slowly over time?
2: I feel like it's a pretty natural thing. I hadn't ever, you know, until that book camp though, I've never just had it be so, like you said, it was such a unique trip that one was, um, where it was just so much so happy and so much and i don't know like i guess it felt so real that that was scary whereas like sometimes you can share a part of yourself and almost like laugh it off as a joke but with those women it was like no no nobody's joking and this is like <laughs> if you tell us something we're gonna like delve in you know and mm-hmm. so i don't know but for the most part I, it's been pretty natural
1: yeah. So once yeah. you committed to staying at the book camp and you were like all right, I'm all in, I'm going to share parts of myself that it you know, it scares me. Did did you leave that book camp with relationships that you didn't think you were going to make when you first got there? Oh yeah,
2: absolutely. It's unreal the friendships and the support that I have found through all of the people that were there um, from Jackie, you know, to just every single person, the woman who was cooking our food, you know, like every single person who was there, they have really been instrumental in the past few years of every step along the way of things that I've done.
1: Yeah. They have all, been there cheering me on. Yeah. It's really cool. I, that. I know Jenny knows you really well and I've been like Instagram stalking you and just trying to like learn as much <laughs> as I can this past week about you. And um, nice. for our listeners, will you share just a little bit about like what you do day to day and like what your goals are, like what you're sharing with the world and stuff like that?
2: Yeah, absolutely. So I spend my days at the University of Colorado in Boulder Um, sending students abroad and I feel it's an important thing because I really appreciate when people can go abroad and make a connection with someone from a culture other than their own so as far as it being a desk job I still feel it is serving a purpose and is important but on the side (laughs) I like to do a lot of yoga Um, I did my yoga teacher training last year and I am working on an Ayurveda class, Jenny. So we'll have to chat about that. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, I I like to write and I submit to some magazines and, you know, some stuff like that. Um, I love reading books. So I'm constantly with a book. Gosh. Oh, and then I have a little business with my sisters that we just launched in the fall called Parvati and Co. And it's a clothing line. And so I try to stay busy.
1: (laughs) Amazing. So awesome. You're like, that sounds like a busy schedule. Yeah.
0: (laughs) And and honestly, first, wasn't most of that like, wasn't most of that like 2018? Like 2018 was a big transformative year for like what you stepped into yeah um what do you think just because i'm curious thinking of like from three years ago to last year like what was the biggest thing that had to change for you to be able to like step into that kind of power where you're like outside of your day-to-day job like you were excited to take on starting a company with your sisters and you wanted to take on yoga teacher training which is a really big deal um how, like, where did that, where, what had to shift for you to step into those things?
2: So let me start back at 2008. <laughs> so 2008 was this crazy year in my life where I had been living abroad. I moved back to the States while my husband, who I'm obviously no longer with, um, went to Afghanistan. And I had this crazy feeling that i had something wrong with my womanly fertility problems so i had went to the doctor found out i had severe endometriosis and you know when i called him and told him on the phone he basically his response was like normal but within a week he called and said he wanted a divorce <laughs> and so i never saw him again and that took me a really long time, like longer than I believe is probably normal, but it must have been what I needed to process. And in a way, I feel like I had kind of went into like hiding within myself. Like I gained weight. I was already an overweight person, but I gained even more weight. And I was pretty much like, you know, going to work to survive so that I could Pay my bills but i would go home and eat chipotle <laughs> like every day and um it was probably like four years ago i went to my first yoga class and it was at red rocks and i don't know why like yoga was just calling to me you know like and i was totally self-conscious about it but i went anyway And that day I felt like I was just like living on a high and I was like, Oh my God, you know, I have gratitude and compassion for myself because I was just trying to protect myself all this time, you know? And so with that realization, it was like, Oh my God, I haven't really been living. (laughs) you know. And so I started reaching out and putting myself outside of my comfort zone. And that's when you met me, you know, and, so then it's just been pretty much like a continuation of that. Like, it's like, I keep putting myself into situations where I kind of blow my own mind of what I'm capable of, but I'm hoping that I'm also maybe knocking down other people's conceptions of like what an overweight person can do. And so, cause I mean, there's not very many overweight people in Boulder, <laughs> So when I show up at yoga teacher training, they're like, "What?" (laughs) so, but it works, you know, it's me. So, and I'm just learning to love me. And that is, you know, reproductive issues and all, you know, so it's a journey.
0: (laughs) What do you think? I love that that too. What do you think? And thank you for sharing. So honestly, I think that's really amazing. I know that somebody listening definitely need to hear that. What do you think when you, as I have sort of the same thing, when I stepped on my yoga mat, it's been 11 years now, something crazy like that, Dang. which also my first class was in, my first class was in Boulders um, at school. Oh. A friend dragged me and I was like, I don't know about this. And then my first like child's pose, I was like, I have never felt this at home in my own body ever. Yeah. Um, and then I just kept going back. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just been a thing that's like constantly been evolving. And you know, it goes out, out and in and you come, you have spaces where it's more important to you than others. Um, but it's sort of always there in the background. And I wonder, have there been, besides yoga, have there been any other, in order to keep putting yourself out of your comfort zone, are there any other things that you're doing maybe day to day or you're scattering throughout your year to help sort of like hold the space for yourself as you're un- as you're peeling back the layers so that you don't feel yeah, you're going to feel vulnerable as you do that. But like, is there a place that you've created safety inside yourself or inside your routines to be able to do that? Gosh, you know, I don't
2: know if it's just because I know really great people, but I always feel really safe to like, be myself and put myself out there. One thing that is silly, I've I've recently decided that I'm not going to wait until I'm a certain weight to wear skirts
0: <laughs> so oh, I got, I like, saw that post on your, on your, on your Facebook page. It was so beautiful.
2: Yeah. So I got a lot of skirts for Christmas and it's been really funny because I'm just showing up at work all of a sudden wearing skirts and people are like, what is this? But it's what I, who I feel I am. And so I want to wear a skirt, you know, even uh-huh. if I'm not like the skinniest person or, you know, whatever. Um, It's kind of like when people say, you know, burn the good candles now, Um, don't save them for a special day or the fine china or whatever. It's kind of like that. It's like we have this one chance that we know of, you know, and so I want to really just be myself. So,
1: yeah. Well, and when you wear the skirts to work, don't you feel... Better that day, like you feel yeah. like you're wearing what you want, and like it's flattering, and it's beautiful, and it's cheerful, and yeah. you're just like I feel put together, and I feel most myself because I'm in touch with what I really want to be putting on my body. Yeah, exactly. Yep. I love that, and it changes it's the something. whole day compared to like showing up in like whatevs, like what yeah. I every week. You know? Also,
0: I feel like when we embody that sense of femininity, whatever that means to us individually as women, I think it changes everything in our life. It changes the way we walk into a room, the way we have a conversation, the way we're able to uphold a boundary with someone, the way we do our work, the way we offer who we are in the world. Like all of that comes from how we feel inside of our own skin.
2: Right. Um, And you know what's (laughs) interesting about what you said, Jenny, too, is that I think in those years when I was like hiding out with my Chipotle burrito bowls, (laughs) I think that... um, Chipotle I should like sponsor you guys for this episode. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Just kidding. I would but, love um, that.
2: <laughs> I know. I still love them. It's like Me my weakness. Too. But, but um. Okay. So when I was hiding out in those years, I almost feel like because of the fact that I had this reproductive problem, that like I questioned my own, like. I'm, I'm always having a hard time saying femininity, but anyway, like I questioned my own like femaleness, you know, and it was cause it's like the thing we're supposed to do. And when you don't do it and when somebody divorces you in the way that my husband did, look, my ex-husband did, like, it's like, you feel like, oh my God, you know, such a failure. And I almost feel like I spent like all those years putting on weight and kind of making my body, like genderless in a way, like where people would look at me and they don't see like a girl or they don't, I mean, I, does that
1: sound weird? I I'm know. Saying, no. I totally understand what you're saying.
2: Yeah. And so now it's like, I want to reclaim that. And yeah. part of why this Ayurveda class is going to be so interesting is because the teacher is just like this oozing, um you know, all things feminine and just super like sexy. And that's so, not me so again it's uncomfortable
1: <laughs> but aren't By you like drawn year, to her aren't you I, drawn to her like isn't she probably like just this goddess that you're like I want to spend yes. time with you and that's because that's like right now what you need in your life and it feels really good to have a such an awesome role model that you're like oh like like I'm her like I see myself in her yes. and I want to Embody and embrace that more.
2: Yes, you're nailing it. That's
1: exactly
2: what it is. It's totally like right I, it. by the end of this year, I'll be some like divine goddess. Or something, so. <laughs> oh <my> <laughs> you <laughs> all are. Oh
0: my god. <laughs> well, you guys are too. <laughs> I too course, guys, I love that. No, I. But I think that like that sense of um i don 't know I find that too that that that's word i 've been playing a lot of the stones i 've been using lately in my own practices are on and a lot of like the the this one oil that i 'm attracted to right now I just learned is this oil called whisper and it 's the oil of, of of the divine feminine and I have my um my moonstones and like my mysocolas for that too and it 's so interesting that like even I feel uncomfortable with that stuff too, where I'm like, I think all of us have our own definition of what feels like sacred and sexy. And I think we're all trying to walk into like what that means for us. And I think when we can walk into that really powerfully, like just like I said earlier, like it really helps you own all that you're doing and all that you're here to do. And it creates so much more space for other people to try on in different ways too. Like we all, every single one of us as women try it on differently. It's all going to look different and show up different. But the more that we're able to step into that, that honestly, that innate sense of power inside of us and not power over, but power within like that feels so, it feels so great. I love watching you discover that about yourself because it helps me discover that about myself too. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know? Nice. Totally. Okay. So Carsty, I want to know more about the business that you started with your sisters and how that came to be part of your life, why it came to be part of your life and like just what your goals are with the business to share with people.
2: Right. Okay. So my sisters, the three of them had on their own, went out and bought like a t-shirt press and a hat press and all this vinyl and all this inventory of shirts. And they were like, we're starting an Etsy store and it's called somebody's sister. And I was like, why would you call it that? What does that mean? you know And, and like they, they were doing fine. They were doing custom tees and tanks and sweatshirts and, you know, people would email them and they'd have to email back and they would you know go back and forth back and forth back and forth jenny kind of like how you were feeling with your um stones business like where it's like there has to be an easier way and i kept on being like i feel like you guys should just make designs and sell what you make and like you should you know, have a different name and you should do this and you should do that. And they're like, oh my God, you're so opinionated. <laughs> why don't why don't you be a part of the business? And I was like, okay, I guess that's, that sounds good. But we're like scrap, scrapping everything. We are starting from the beginning. I was like, one thing that's really important to me because it's been so important ever since, you know, three years ago when I met Jackie and Jenny and everybody was that we use female, you know, business owners who we know to build our own brand. So Natalie did our, um, of ABO Inc. She did our lo- logo and, uh, Taylor did a bunch of Taylor Carlisle photography. She did a bunch of our pictures for our website. And so it was awesome because, you know, Jackie like modeled, it was, so, <laughs> it was so fun. And Came and up Ko, with, whole, whole family <laughs> yes yeah I know and so we came up with the idea of the name because years ago we used to watch survivor and there was a girl named Parvati on there who was so badass and we loved her and we had looked up her name and we were like oh it's like a Hindu goddess okay that's cool and you know kind of never thought about it again and when we were trying to come up with a name, I was in the middle of yoga teacher training and I was reading a book and all of a sudden it was like Parvati. And I was like, oh my God, wait, what was that name about? You know? And I looked it up and it was like, oh, you know, she's like part of the, you know, like, God, like Shakti, like, goddess, and she's married to this person, and, like, she's the daughter of the king of the mountains, and I was like, oh my god, Parvati, daughter of the mountains, and, and it just works because she also is known to be a goddess of fertility, among many other things, and so that rang true to me, and then the fact that she's, like, the daughter of the mountain god it made me feel like, you know, our own journey in our family. Like, we sometimes leave Colorado, but we always come back. And this is, like, where we belong. It's our roots. And so it just all kind of fell together. Plus,
0: I think it's great. I think that that idea of even beyond just, like, I think fertility is so interesting because it's something that can be described to almost to to everything, like the way that we birth anything into the world, the way that we, and that can be for, for anyone, literally, like all have these moments of rebirth and birthing and bringing things into fruition. Like not only are you like, that's, that's part of your personal story, but that's also and your, your personal, like, I don't know, your, your, yeah, your personal healing journey, um, it's also a little bit of everyone's like everyone is trying to figure out even even birthing this business together and re, you know refining right. what it means to you guys. I think that that's something that everybody everyone can identify
2: with in some way yeah,
0: I know that even i mean i know i've never um i'm still haven't been on the fertility journey at all, but I know what it's like to birth a business in the world and I know what it's like to um, foster and birth re- new, new relationships with people. Like it happens all the time for all of us. So I think that's really right.
2: That can- or just like even our new versions of ourselves, you know, oh, the yeah. things that we decide, like I'm going to wear skirts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's like, definitely we recreate ourselves and it's all, it's all good.
0: Karst, what are your, um, what does your, do some of your goals look like for 2019 since last year is such a big year for you? And I don't even know if like necessarily goals, but like from everything you learned about yourself last year, what kind of space do you want to hold for yourself when you walk into, as you walk into this new year?
2: Yeah. So it's interesting. I have wanted to invite love into my life. Jackie keeps telling me I need to turn my front porch light on so people know. (laughs) So I guess saying it on a podcast is putting it out there. But um, yeah, I don't know. I hope that I just continue staying open. That's always really hard for me as far as trusting to let a person in. So if that should happen this year, I really hope that I'm brave enough to stay open and let them in. So that's a goal. And I want to write more for sure. I would really like to write a book, but gosh, I say that every year and I haven't made any you know, a, steps towards that. That's, that's <laughs> a
0: long-term goal too. That's a, that's a hefty one. Right. I, have, I have full faith you'll get there.
2: I I, I hope so. I hope so. And then just finish my Ayurveda class. I want to, it's really intensive. It's a whole year. So I really want to um, stay focused on it and keep it a priority so that it doesn't become one of those things where you're like, oh, I'll read all those chapters later. You know, I want to stay up with the class and like, be be active.
1: (laughs) I totally can identify with that because I'm in the middle of a integrative nutrition coach, like year long class wow. and may, which is when my babies are due oh is like graduation. God. And every week is like a new unit. And I took off too many weeks. I even failed a test oh during no. Christmas because I just forgot about it and like wasn't making it a priority. So starting today I'm like gung ho I'm back taking my classes I'm like I'm going to finish strong I'm going to graduate I'm getting yes you are um, you are going to <laughs> So I t- I totally get that don't be
2: me don't do what it's, I- <laughs> it's hard once you start procrastinating it's like oh that um, slipped girl. away from me really easily yeah. so <laughs> like, oh.
0: Yeah. First, can I ask you another question just because I always think it's interesting. When you signed up for like teacher training and or your your Ayurveda class, how did it feel in your body slash in your mind to invest in yourself in order to give yourself the space to do more healing?
2: Yeah. Um that's a good question because I'm a person who really is not the greatest with the money and I don't know why it's like, I get paid. And then like a week later, I'm like, where'd all the money go? <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I just really like, uh, investing in myself. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, great. so when I do it, I don't have any anxiety, but, um, I do get anxiety later when I look at the bank account. But, um, other than that, gosh, what was the
0: question? no, oh, oh, I was just, I was just asking because I find for me, There are so many things that like, there are so many tools that I love to take advantage of. But the first thing that comes up for me all the time is like that excuse of, well, I shouldn't be spending that money on me. I remember a few years ago when I started, um, when I started, uh, it was like two years ago, I think I opened after procrastinating for a very long time. I finally opened a business account for my yoga business. And it was mostly with the intention of like cultivating some sort of abundance. I'm like, if I can't bring in the business, I'm going to at least like open an account
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that shift was like really big for me because I designated that account specifically for things related to my own healing and things that related to anything to do with my teaching. So anything that I was absorbing, whether it was a teacher training or a weekend or, or like meeting with a teacher somewhere to have coffee, all of those things were able to come out of that specific account. And that released me from the guilt of like taking money from my groceries. But I needed that, like, I needed that physical shift to be able to do that. And even now I find it hard, like, you know, I was telling my mom this morning, I was like, I'd love to work one-on-one with someone directly in order to figure out how to breathe better. But I I can't do that by reading a book or by watching a video on Yoga Glow. Like, I need to be with a person to do that, but I have so much resistance to being able to, like, spend that money on myself. So I just think it's interesting. I think it's really cool that you've been able to like invest in yourself, even with coaching, like you're able to invest in yourself in a way that supports who you are and who you're becoming without, without that, like, and yeah, okay. The fear comes up somewhere at some point, but I think it's really cool that you're able to just like press purchase and then figure it out.
2: (laughs) I wonder if it's a, it might be like, because I don't have like anyone else that I'm, that I'm held accountable with, you know, like I get paid and it's like all mine. I'm not like sharing rent with anyone. I'm not, um, you know, I don't have like a significant other to be like, Oh, I spent all this money or like, you know, like, and I know that your, um, husband is not like a person who would be, um, old fashioned or anything and be like, Jenny, where'd all the money go? You know, like, but I, I don't know if it's just also that I, because I always end up making so many friends and I've built a community from it all. My family is always really supportive. You know, everyone's always
0: like excited. Yeah. Yeah. I think (laughs) when you, I think when you can see the, the like, I think when you, I know that too, where like, I can't, I can't undervalue, I'm taking some trips this year because I just, I cannot undervalue the importance of the relationships with people that I've made. Like I'm Mm -hmm. Shannon, Shannon's been on this podcast before and like I, she can't travel this year because she fully invested in her business and she is like Mm. fully stepped into this new part of her life. And she was like, I'm grounded. I cannot travel. And I was like, I'm coming to you because I just need my friend. I need to be in relationship with her and I will spend any amount of money to do that because I want to be, able to make our friendship matter and that's really important for me and that that comes really easily because I know what I I know the benefit of what I'm going to experience from that which I also do from doing teacher trainings and stuff too but I find that with um with some some stuff with money it's always like that sense of worthiness somehow comes attached yeah. to the money and I don't under I don't really know why that is sometimes but
2: it's funny because my therapist actually thinks that I'm addicted to self-help. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding? Of course I am. But like, she is trying more so than having like, you know, worries about money or whatever. She's more like, you need to start learning to look at yourself as like, I am whole, just as I am right now. Like there's nothing I need to fix. And I do agree with her, but at the same time, I also, I'm like, hmm, I really want to get better at this, and I really want to know about that, and I really want to change, I don't know, like, why I am addicted to self-help, probably because it's served me well <laughs> so far, you know, and I just feel like I still have a long ways to go, and I love myself, who I am right now, but I do want
1: to keep improving and learning, so which I think is a beautiful thing and much like me, much like Jenny, like I don't consider myself a ongoing self-help project, but I love myself some good self-help. I love learning about new things. I love trying on new things and wanting to get better. And I think that's great. Yeah.
0: I think as long as it's not a detriment to your experience, like I know for me, I've tried – I mean, between rocker bliss and the stuff I do personally and all of my friendships, like we do a lot of this stuff all the time. So sometimes I've noticed when, when it's becoming, when it's becoming to the point of I'm just amassing tools is when I'm not actually practicing them. Yeah. That's when I know it's been too much self-help and I need to read a book of, I need to read a fiction book and I need to yeah. Like, I need to do more meditation so I can actually hear my own voice. Like I need to not be on Instagram. Like there are just some things I can do when I know that I am seeking validation or seeking the answer from someone else, which you can do when you read self-help books all the time. Like personal can become like that. And I know when I'm, I know if I'm, if I'm reading something and I feel enlivened and excited and I want to actually use those tools in my life. That's when I know that I'm doing the right amount. Um, it has gotten to the point sometimes where I do so much that I I just like don't even bother actually implementing any of the things, and then it's really not. <laughs> then I'm just like amassing knowledge to have other people's voices in my head, which for me I know sometimes can like the my voice gets really quiet if I'm not, if I have all these other voices coming in. So I have to just, when I I know when I know, I know when it's been too much, when I can't even articulate what I need.
2: Yeah. And I think the key too is kind of, you know, when I first started, I was like, I'm doing Brene Brown's this plan. I'm doing Danielle Laporte's this thing. I'm doing this book. I'm doing that. And like, and it was like, you said, I'm not even, using the tools and just learning about them and I'm not even really learning about them because I was behind in like every program and I had to really sit down and be like okay who do I want on my wellness team like who are the people that like really make me feel who am I really learning from and um Jackie you know she is that person for me for sure and then I have some of my yoga teachers in Boulder here and you know, I pretty much am sticking with that. And then of course this Ayurveda thing, but, um, yeah, like I decided what, what actually has brought change and keeps momentum and those check-ins with Jackie, man, they are brutal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They keep me going. (laughs) I love that. I think that like, it's so cool to understand that. Like you need, I love that idea of like, who's on my team. How are they supporting me and how do I feel held by them and why? Because at the end of the day, like you can have uh, whatever, 50,000 Instagram followers, like it doesn't matter. Like I need right now, everything I'm reading and everything I'm bringing in and everything I'm working on is all about grief everything. Yeah. So I'm like spending time with Pixie Light Horse. I'm spending time with my um, Dutera team and I'm asking lots of questions about what oils are going to help me. And I'm sitting with stones that are about forgiveness and I'm reading books that are, all, that are aligned with that because that's all I have. That's the only thing I have the capacity to take on right now. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I need to do anything else. Like, I'm not in create mode. I'm not in trying to fix myself over here mode. Like, it's just about how do I get through this one moment that I'm in? And sometimes I think when you can narrow your focus and then also know who's on your team, I think that's really cool.
2: Yeah. yeah. I think it's really beautiful what you're doing right now because I feel as someone who just literally tried to avoid feeling grief, I mean, you can lose like years of your life before you know it without even you know and it just gets stuck in your body somewhere, and so all of the processing and I just wish that like I had the tools and the people back then to tell me like sit down, really feel this, you know, don't run from it, um, and just let it move through you so yes. that you
0: know you know spend a decade. <laughs> And they'd be like, oh my God, what? <laughs> Honestly too, like for anybody else who's like, feels like they're stuck in that moment too. Like Carson said at the beginning, she, you know, she was like, it, it took way longer than it should have. Maybe. That was, and I have that, it those in air, that should in air quotes. Cause I had that same yeah. thing where like, I, uh, my first like heartbreak took way longer than it should have for me to get over it. But that's how, that's the time I needed to be able to move on in the most integrated way. Um, and we've had, um, I, my, uh, we lost, um, my husband's father over Christmas and we've lost That's the fifth loss in three years of majorly important people. My grandparents, his aunt, we had a grandmother, another grandmother on his side pass away. And it's just been one thing after the other amongst a lot of other pain that we've been trying to swim through. And I just realized after this last one, and it's not even, I think the pain for him is actually larger than it is for me, but I'm grieving for my husband. Mm. And it's just interesting, like how I feel like I've, even in three years, I feel like I've blown through my grief. Like mm. stuff is still not landed. I mean, have it's been three years since my grandma died and I'm still very much like in the space of not even being close to, not even being close to being okay inside of that. And so it's just, I think that like being able to give ourselves permission to take things as slow as we need while we're also growing, because I could sit here and just stagnate and being sad and that's not going to serve me either. But I know that right now what I need is like incredibly small baby steps and I need to have tools around me that feel supportive. And I need to be able to tell friends, this is how I'm feeling today. And it can take, and it can take time, which it probably will, but I don't know. I think sometimes I feel the feelings and sometimes I'm scared of them, but like some of them are anger and some of them are rage and some of them are things that make me really uncomfortable. But luckily I'm able, I've been able to walk through them next to my partner, which also feels really supportive. Um, And super, I'm super grateful that he's been there through all of it because I don't know what I would have done without him. Um, Yeah. But yeah, I think everybody's on their own timeline. And I think that if you're, willing, if you're willing to at least continue to open yourself up, I think that's been my strength in my life is that like no matter what's happened, I've learned that I'm an incredibly resilient person. Yeah. And I will always stay open even when I feel like I'm in pain which I feel like is a quality that's like really beautiful to cultivate. And it's happened from friendships and learning about myself and <laughs> continuing to get hurt over and over again and continuing to have hard things happen. But I also know, I think once you, I think you can build that that trust muscle when things happen and you're able to, just like you said, like when you're able to see your own transformation and you're able to see yourself on the on the other side. Personally, I think it's always worth it on the other side. So I keep saying like, here we go again. (laughs) Even though (laughs) it's like so uncomfortable. And of course I don't want to be in pain. And of course I don't want to be grieving someone. At least I know I've been here before and I'll be here. I can be here again. Um, because honestly, at the end of the day, like we're not going to be able to put ourselves in a bubble and prevent ourselves from suffering.
1: Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (sighs) <sighs> yep it always find its way back <laughs>
0: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh
2: goodness life <laughs> yeah. yeah, so funny
0: this was so awesome I'm so grateful
2: no I am so it's much- so awesome that you guys have this space for people to have these type of conversations and for all the listeners to you know feel a part of it it's so cool
0: well we're really grateful I I texted Carsey last week and she responded in like 12 seconds and I was there. I
2: I was just like I was telling everyone this week I'm like I'm gonna be on a podcast. It's my first one. I'm so excited.
0: I love that. Um, Totally funny. It was Shannon's first one too when she was on. It's so funny. I feel like it's so I'm so grateful to have a space to be able to host a space where it just feels like, Carsey was saying earlier, before we got on with you guys, she was like, it's just like kind of like people, you're just hanging out in your living room. And I'm like, that's exactly what we want, which yeah. is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that there are people, I know these conversations are stuff that Makila and I have all the time, and it's just really cool to bring on an outside perspective and hear from somebody else who's also been through so much. So I'm so grateful that you're here.
1: Yeah, thank you Yeah, Thank you guys. so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm.